I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. So, um, yes, welcome. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with Emily, I'm with Gareth, and, um, as usual... Mm. Um, what else? Oh, I've, I tell you what, what about this? Last week on the show, I was yeah. talking about the fact that me and my uh, girlfriend had had a difference of opinion, let's call it that. Yes. Oh. Um, about, uh, well, we won't bother what it was about, but as part of my punishment, I dished out, <laughs> I, uh, I, I discontinued her, um, her internet account <laughs> on our computer. Mm. Some might think it was heavy-handed. <laughs> Anyway, she's now back online. Apparently she's lost all her favourites. <laughs> <laughs> I was told this yesterday in a long and, let's say, aggressive email. You see, you put people back on email and then they use it to abuse you in some way. It's, it's almost like it's like the way God gave Richard Dawkins a tongue only to diss him on, on, a, on a grand scale. Anyway, so um, I talked about it on the show last week. Uh, when I got in... You did. Yeah, she said, uh, so won the row then? I said, what do you mean? She said, well, you had the people were texting in who, who, <gasps> who won the row. I thought, we can't, we can't have it like... It's not the Eurovision Song Contest. <laughs> <laughs> I can't just come on and air my dirty linen in public and then have the audience vote who's in the... I mean, it's a nice... Well, to be fair, that is exactly what we do every week. <laughs> I know that, but it's a, it's a very straightforward way of solving an argument that, that, mm. that, that let the listeners decide. I mean, why bother? Can't I just have a sort of hotline to the house and do it live? Mm. <laughs> Just come straight and say, listen to this. I could, I could have had a vote before I switched her off the internet to see whether it was the right <laughs> thing and the wrong thing to do. Who won? I can't remember who who was. Well, I think me. So, no, you um, didn't. No, Kathy I don't think won. so. I think she it didn't was, um... win. It was. I think it was a tight run thing, mm. and and not and not just split down the the gender. Um, barrier as you might think i'm calling it the gender barrier <laughs> don't like the not... thought of being split down the gender barrier no, no. well I t- i'm I quite find, a fan of it i find it happens a lot this weather yeah. once the salt builds up True. oh I, I don't know I, I i can crack like the gobi desert during a drought um so we've had the, the, our current um i like to keep you in touch in the the friction in my uh, domestic setup the current problem we're having mm. is, is the reading in bed debate right. Oh, um, I, I need to get this off my chest because I, I, one of my great joys in life, uh, you know, it, I'm a man of simple pleasures. I like, you know, I like to sit with my back against a tree to feel the rough bark against the back. <laughs> I like pre-washed woolens. I find once you wash them, they're never quite the same. And I like a poppadom. But I also <laughs> like to. Re- I hate Indian food in every other aspect, but a poppadom. Oh. And not only a poppadom, but all the things that come with a poppadom. The oh, sliced the chutney, onions. The that, chutney. That yellow stuff mm. that you think is going to be mustard is actually quite sweet. Mm. Um, the chutneys, yeah. Mm. What a band they were. <laughs> um, and then, uh, but I love to read in bed. It really makes me happy. And I, I, I like to read in bed for about an hour and a half at night before Ooh. I go to sleep. Oh, yeah. I, and I, full I, 90. I like to wallow. And, How uh, long does it take to read Geoffrey Archer? <laughs> quite a long time, I would imagine. <laughs> uh, or do you mean as a person, in which case it takes about a second and a half. Um, I once played cricket with Geoffrey, aren't you? I oh, bowled really? as he umpired, I remember. Mm. Mm. Is he trustworthy? 
He said, I, I was happy with his decisions, generally. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he only raised a finger once. Meanwhile, so, back yeah, in bed. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> Kath reads for Kath takes about seventeen magazines to bed and read for I would say between two and three minutes. Oh, does she? Yeah, she has a whole a, like a, a an array of magazines. Like she's really set to read. Is it the supermarket weeklies? Are we talking? It's, I mean, I'm going to admit the trashiest. Like, is Chantal Houghton often on the cover? And is there an exclamation mark after the, the title? The sort of magazines that wouldn't exist without phone tapping. <laughs> that was the, by the way, I was thinking that uh, if I change my name by deed poll to Premiership Footballer, could I sue the News of the World for saying I had an affair with Imogen Thomas? I think so. Oh, I gasped, then I thought you were going to say something bad. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we've had this dilemma. So I've, I've tried everything uh, because basically what happens is I sit with the, the light on reading because, you know, I'm a human being mm. and I need some sort of illumination. And she... Um, Every say four minutes, we'll say, "Oh, how much longer are you gonna read?" <laughs> and I find it, um, it. I don't find it an aid to relaxation. Well, not in that tone of voice. No, certainly not. No, I'm waiting for it. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm clenched. <laughs> and uh, I'm looking. I, I'll tell you later some of the things I've tried, but I'm, I'm looking for the answer because I, I don't want to give up either reading in bed or her. No. But um, if if it came down to it, what do you think? <laughs> Maybe that's well, not. Well, if I'm going to be honest, I I think <laughs> I'd. Uh... Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Frank, can I just make a brief announcement? Uh-oh. Well, what? yes. Well, I would just like we've got some new guests in the studio that have just arrived. And I'd just like to make it absolutely clear that the belted cardigan I'm wearing is not mine. I found it on a coat, hang- a coat hook in absolute. I'm not sure that's a good enough excuse. <laughs> so this isn't mine. I found this. <laughs> well, it was colder than usual. That's why I'm that's wearing that. Yeah. I'm wearing yeah. a hooded top that I think um, has got a special large <laughs> pocket for big issues. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still wearing it. By the way, if you want to text us about anything, we're on 8, 12, 15. That's 8... 12, 15. Do I have to spell it out for you, people? Fine, we've had some texts in already. Oh, Re- well, some people have jumped the gun. Read your reading problem. OK. I can hold it, but just in case you're tuning in, I don't want people to think I've got a reading problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading in bed is causing friction in my relationship. So Tim says, get an iPad. It is backlit and you don't need a light. It also has auto-off if you fall asleep. Well, we all do, dear. But the thing is, I've tried an iPad and also... Um, Someone bought me a sort of a screen that you put over your book and that lights up like a fabulous aquarium front. Mm. Oh. And um, I find that the light generated by a, a, an iPad and this, other, and this screen in a darkened room is that when I've been reading between seven and eight minutes, I begin to cry. It, do, it, it, it puts an eye strain on. It's all right if you're reading the last chapter of Little Dorrit, but but when it's Gordon Banks's autobiography, <laughs> tears seem inappropriate. <laughs> so um, I, I've tried that, and it, it's too the bright emanating uh, the brightness emanating from the actual text mm. is too much. You need you need illumination. I I thought about having my teeth whitened. Mm. And then as long as well, I, read, I can help you out in that area. Exactly. If I just read comical books, I'll, I'll, I'll be able to illuminate them myself. It has become a real real problem. I bought a little, what they call a reading light. Oh, the critic's pen light. 
Oh, a critic. Oh, yeah, it's for critics. You see, when they're in the theatre, and they have it. Yes. They have it dangled over their notepad. Oh, I can see you with one of those, Frank. Get a yeah, critic's but, pen light. But I'm, I'm reading, not writing. Well, that's okay. That's fine. Don't be so petty. Okay. I think you should get a torch and then go under covers. Now, the trouble is with the torch, though, you get... You, uh, <laughs> under the covers, no, that's a good idea. You get, you get a, like, a circle from the torch, you know what I mean? <laughs> you feel like you're sort of a, a World War II spy. <laughs> uh, it's not very... I, I bought a reading light, but I, I don't want to hold it in my hand when I'm reading a book. I need two hands to read a book. Yeah. One for holding the spine firm, and then another to turn the page. It's a simple process. Well, um, yes. I was just going to say, Steve has just said, I also read in bed and used to get the same reaction from my gorgeous wife, Sue. Oh, he said gorgeous. He's clever. He's good. Yes, exactly. I'm about to slag my wife off. (laughs) So here's a lovely adjective. So so now I use an LED head torch on red. A head torch? Yes. (laughs) On red? (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Or night vision goggles, that's what you want. Get some of those SAS night vision goggles. And the great thing is, that really gets you in the mood, doesn't it? Somebody's lying next to you with a head torch on. Exactly, it's like going out with one of the X-Men. <laughs> oh, I'm, uh, I'm... Well, I, I like... So I've seen those. I've seen cyclists in those headbands with that thing in the middle. Oh, that would be... On red! <laughs> I don't want to attract uh, the wrong type of clientele. No. Oh dear, we've had one called Separate Rooms. I won't go into that one. Oh no. Well, who's that from? The Duke of Edinburgh? <laughs> <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. We were talking about the subject that I like to read in bed for ages and my girlfriend doesn't, and this has caused a rift. Oh. Yeah, I mean, with me and Laura, I. Um, Laura I, is Garrett's wife. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am the I'm the person who stays awake the longest, and Laura can't get to sleep without music on or something on the TV. So we have no problem at all. She has to have the TV yeah. on, like Gaza or something. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's to drown out Garrett's inane whinging about life. Am I right? <laughs> and the doubts. So to drown out the doubts going oh, through the her doubt, mind. The perpetual doubts. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, that'd be a great name for about the perpetual doubts. If there's any teenagers listening, you know, sort of, you know the sort of teenager I'm talking about, that the hair, with, with the fringe goes sideways instead of forwards. You know those oh. young men now when they, they look like they've got their head in a chrysanthemum? Yeah. <laughs> and they're in a band and they think we can't think of, of, a, of a name. That, that, that would be, a, I've forgotten it already. What is it? The, the perpetual, perpetual doubts. doubts. The perpetual doubts. The yeah. PDs. <laughs> I saw the PDs at uh, Isle of Wight. Top notch. The PDs? No. No. Okay, um, no, no. 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 You two, shut no. up. We've had more. You two, t- shut up. With you. <laughs> a great thing to shout at the Isle of Wight Festival. Shut up with your trying to change the world. I've stolen Bob Geldof's act. Rubbish. Apparently they're very jealous of each other. I'm saving really? the world. Uh, it's my idea to save the world. <laughs> Mind your own business in future. Really, we'll do that. And here, here, here. It's like so it goes on between them. No, the Reverend Ian Paisley was in here too. The poor Africans are waiting, and the, you know the post is just going on on scent because they're arguing about who should be saving the world. Is that <laughs> is that the way of a saviour? I think not. I share a gardener with them, I'll have you know. You share a right. gardener with them? Yes. That sounds dangerous, doesn't yes. it? Yes. Um, Frank, we've had more texts since, so many texts, about this reading issue. Mm. Your reading issue, as I like to call it. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, 559, mighty bright bendy light provides focused illumination. It has saved my marriage and clips on the back, leaving hands free. Clips, clips on, on the back? <laughs> oh, wow. That's a bit painful. 
I, I like sitting in the bed with with blood just going in between my shoulder blades. <laughs> it's, it's got real good grip. What is? I'm going to write that down. What's it called? Uh, mighty bright, bendy light. Mighty bright. I've written that down. Mighty bright. Mm. Yeah, I'm going. I'll, I'll look into that. Mm. I think this is an excellent one, Frank. As you are the showbiz type, why haven't you got an auto cue? Oh, I Scott see. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. At the foot of the bed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a great idea. That, oh, yeah, that Do you need someone good. to operate it, though? But I guess you could what, do it yourself. What are you looking for? Are you looking for extra work? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be a curious triumvirate. Yeah, but yeah, me and Kathy in bed. Uh, also, it's difficult for me to read an auto cue at the foot of the bed because I, I sleep in, a, uh, in scuba gear. <laughs> so I find the flippers would, would cut off both the beginning and the end of the sentence. Can I tell you what will please you, Frank? Some are suggesting, some are suggesting that Kath gets involved in this process. It's, the onus isn't just on you. For example, Alex says, Frank, get Kath an eye mask. Yeah, I don't know if she'd, uh, I don't know if she'd go for that, no. the eye mask. Oh, OK. I mean, I, I think she'd be worried that she'd get, you know, people who wear, I used to live with David Badillo, I don't know if, don't know if, uh, don't know if you know that, and, uh, you know, the Jewish novelist. And he, he used to sleep in, a, in a, a mask, and he always had a line around his hair. I don't think I ever told him this, but he had a, you could see the line of the elastic oh, really? forever. Oh, he still mm. got that. As he, st- oh, he probably still sleeps in that, in that mask, I wouldn't be surprised. But um, I don't think she'd go for I have okay. I've dropped hints about the... I thought start off, you know, gently with a Lone Ranger mask and then maybe little gauze over the, the eye holes and then work up to the full blindfold. But it hasn't happened. Well, Frank, there's, there's also lots of people, Frank, you know, Chris, lots of people recommending Kindles, Chris, although I don't own one, my colleague's Kindle amazed me. Well, I had a... Um, I'm calling it a Sony reader. It, was, mm. it, was, it, it preceded the Kindle and it didn't have a backlight. Oh. So I sat in, I switched it on and I just sat in complete darkness. <laughs> Is there any point in that? I, had a, I bought this tiny little torch from, uh, from a bookshop and I, I, I didn't want to hold it in my hand, so I, I used to, I tried reading with it in my mouth. So I'm reading with a torch in my mouth, and it had a very precise light, so it didn't cover the whole book. I was using my tongue to adjust it around the page. It was one of the most erotic reading activities I've ever had. But after a bit, I felt I could taste lithium and began to panic that the batteries were leaking. It'd be a terrible way Frank Skinner found dead in bed in, in weird. night reading, weird night reading accident. That would be awful. So, um, obviously, I toyed with the idea of a, uh, a glow-in-the-dark condom, but it was... Exactly. Oh, in God. the end, it was, it was more bookmark than illumination. Hi. Frank on radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Well, Frank, there's still loads more reading-based texts coming through. Your oh, problem yes, with your girlfriend. A, I'm having a dilemma that I like to read in bed. My girlfriend doesn't. She wants to sleep. I want the light on. Let's call the whole thing up. <laughs> 864. Hi, Frank. Get her involved. Read out loud. <laughs> God, she'd love that. <laughs> we have done that. We used to uh, read to each other quite a lot. It's a very romantic, loving thing to do. We went through the whole of um, the Da Vinci Code, reading oh. it to each other. How was that? Oh, God, it's a page turn. <laughs> so, uh, I remember once we had uh, we were reading a book to each other and we had a row about the reading the book thing. And anyway, mm. then it was her turn to read and I deliberately didn't listen to get my own back. 
So I just let her read into the ether. <laughs> wow. That's the kind of trivial sp- nastiness of, of, of myself. I own up to it. But, uh, yes, my, my newest thing is yesterday a bed tray arrived in the post. And a bed tray... Bed is, tray? It's, it's like a tray. Due to Edinburgh or something. It's got material on the bottom with padding, so it fits neatly into your, um, what I'd call your gusset section. <laughs> And so you sit up, and it's got a li- its own little light on it, and the bed there's there's a there's a little space for a pen, and there's even a, a, a drinks cavity in Is the top right hand corner, if, what, like um, a trough. Well, you know, if you've got say you've got 120 pages to go, you might want a Red Bull in the corner there to get you. Okay. To get you know your, what? If that's you think I'm, I'm not going to sleep till I've read this, you know that when your eyes are, it feels like people's pouring salt in your eyes, and you think, no, I will finish this if it kills me. <laughs> How much longer are you going to rip? Will you shut up? That's my life. Well, you're not you're not the only one who's been having relationship problems. Frank. Oh my god, is this going to be embarrassing? <laughs> <laughs> no, Johnny Depp has also been having problems. Oh, I'm happy oh, to be in the same very similar, diagram very similar. as Johnny yes. Depp. Yeah, um, he's been his partner has um, has she's had enough of all his hats. He's got a very large collection of hats. I like the way you call it his partner. Yeah. You've gone very PC council there. It's Vanessa Paradis. It is Vanessa Paradis, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Yeah. His partner. <laughs> it's Vanessa Paradis. I wasn't sure how to say it. Yeah, very, uh, very... Is that uh, how you say it, Vanessa Paradis? Yes. Yeah. What? Very, she was very... I haven't seen her for was a she? while, but... Joan uh, Taxi. Lovely. A, there's a film about uh, called The Girl on the Bridge. French film in which a knife thrower... Um, who wasn't that good, so loses several assistants, um, hangs around a sort of famous suicide bridge looking for young girls, and he can say, well, if you're going to jump off here, you might as well come and be my knife-throwing assistant. And she stars in that very... She looked absolutely knockout. Cool. So they must have... Do they have children, the Depths? Oh, yeah. Do they call them the Depths? Several. Mm. I bet they're beautiful. The parody Depths, yeah. What a a combo. Mm, I know. No, well, the, the well, last... often, sorry to interrupt, guys. <laughs> yes. People that good-looking, sometimes the offspring can be disappointing. Well, we had neighbours really? once. It were two of the ugliest people I'd ever seen. <laughs> I mean, they looked like they might have been born inside out, and they had they had beautiful young children. I was starting to think that they were being stolen. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, that's when social services should step in mm-hmm. and saying, "I think people as ugly as you won't know how to bring up beautiful children." <laughs> And you're going to instil them with a humility, which will be impractical in later <laughs> life. So um, carry on. The, the last, Depo. the last straw. So it's made to call him Depot. <laughs> I think the children are the deputies. <laughs> the last <laughs> straw was that the last hat he bought? <laughs> no, the, <laughs> the last straw boat. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the thing was, he brought a hat off a homeless man. Um, mm. near the set of pipes of the Caribbean, and she had had enough, and she said, she, "He's got to get rid of them." Got to what the homes? All the hats. <laughs> no, the, um, all the hats. That's his quest. It's your phone bar now. It's probably somewhere on his agenda. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, I, I mean, I, you know, obviously, I, I love and care for the homeless, but I don't know if I'd want to wear one of their hats. According to the Sun, it was a case of hats enough, and I imagine that's exactly how she phrased it. That's absolutely. It should have been parody lost. <gasps> oh, fine. That's well, first that class. Have, yeah, that would have been beyond them, I imagine. They, I find that their use of Miltonic headlines has almost dried up completely. What's happened with them? Um, anyway, if you want to text us, we'll, we'll carry on about Johnny Depp, because I'm kind of fascinated by the hat collection. I've got quite a hat collection myself, I'll, I'll be straight with you. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, you should see my drain pipe, um, my drain pipe sombrero <laughs> for heavy rain. It's really... I'm, I'm a bit. fan of your Cossack. Yes. Well, I, I don't want to dance now, but... Um, 
<laughs> yeah, we should have some adverts on, lest we should not get paid. We only have this This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. I was saving the world while you were still at school. How oh, were well, you? Yeah. Well, what about this? <laughs> OMG, your daughter. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Um... That was, um, anyway, if you don't know what that is, you shouldn't be listening to the radio. <laughs> no one knows what that is. It's been around long enough, hasn't it, to, to look that up. <laughs> if you want to text us, we're on 812.15, waiting, just waiting mm. to, uh, on, at your beck and call. Yeah, we've had um, a lovely email from Rob, who's sending slightly mixed messages. Mm. He says, hi, Emily, Frank and Gareth, why not do your reading before you go to bed? I couldn't read in bed as my girlfriend is so beautiful that I couldn't concentrate on a book. Emily looks very fetching on the webcam today. Hold oh, on, this, this, oh. this is blanket bombing. He's trying to get. Is he suggesting me. that my girlfriend is not attractive? I don't know. No, it's I a ridiculous <laughs> idea. I mean, the thing is that the light's off anyway, so it's not like I can. Hmm. What she's, is it? She's what, trying should to sleep. I get her to Don't sleep in that. some sort of high vis jacket? <laughs> Frank, we've had another text from Nugget. Can I say, by yeah. the way, I've tried Nugget. reading. I, I thought I'll stay up yeah. late. Mm. And then, I'll, you know, I'll try uh, reading as, until I'm really tired and then go to bed. It's not the same as reading in bed. Hmm. No, I'd agree with that. And also, when I get into bed, Kath will say, Oh, why have you stayed up this late? You won't be up now. <laughs> so it's, a, it's what I'm calling, this is my little phrase for it, a hmm. no-win situation. <laughs> right. NWS. No NWS. Frank, the curiously named Nugget has also texted in. <laughs> Not Nugget in. that was on, was it the second series of Big Brother? Wasn't he called Nugget? Oh, maybe. Like, all the hats. No, he sounds more like a friend maybe of Charles Bronson's Nugget. Oh, not okay. uh, uh, Morning, Frank and gang. Could we be s- a friend of Vanessa Paradis. Could be Nougat. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nougat has missed the first 20 minutes of the show. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, Nougat. And he wanted to know, have you updated the listeners on the ring on the table slash terminated email account situation you mentioned last week? Yes. He was curious to hear how it all went. If you split up, you see, I have a great friend who'd love to step into Kath's shoes and she even has a sister who could step into Rachel's. Oh, my God. Job lot. I, I, it's all gonna be Playboy Mansion. In case you don't know, my my girlfriend's sister is uh, she's living with us at the moment. So it's me and two women living in the same house. I don't know what, if you know what it's like to get up in the morning and, and there's a there's a brassier next to the toaster. But it's not. It's well, exactly marvelous. Actually, I should imagine. It's exactly how I imagine well, show business would be. Nugar does say. Ju- oh, just heard you mention that was some disappointment. Oh, just heard you mention the whole reading in bed problem. So I guess you and Kath are still going out with each other. Yes. Well, can I just say that me and Kath, although we have our occasional squabbles, mm. are very much in love. And I think, as we all know, it is the the grit, the irritation within an oyster which creates the beautiful pearl. Next. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> Johnny Depp, I'm still fascinated by Johnny Depp's hats. I'm, I'm fascinated, I have a, a, quite a large hat collection myself, as I say, but I, I rarely wear them. One, because I've got a very big head. Mm. Mm. I mean, I don't know if you know, I played the Elephant Man on Broadway with no makeup. <laughs> <laughs> just a, every other sentence I'd go, <laughs> and people just bought it. <laughs> um, I've got a big head, and that means that when I wear a hat, I often get one of those red lines around the forehead, which looks like I've pulled my underpants up very, very high. <laughs> um, uh, but I do, I like the idea of a hat. Mm. I also, I don't look too good with hat hair. No one who does. No, no but mine, mine goes very, 
I look like an icon because it, 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 it really flattens out or in a, in a, into a fringe. Well, the nine pound haircut isn't helping. <laughs> well, yeah, but you know you can't you can't say oh could you cut it so it resists the the hat hair phenom- <laughs> phenomenon. Well, I do. Do you? <laughs> You're blow dried though. It's a different. Well, this you aren't. Your hair is. <laughs> you are like some sort of Chinese chicken in a window. <laughs> Or is that air dried? What was it? Is it air d- wind dried? Wind dried oh. chicken is um, apparently very. Uh, I think it's quite unkind to the chicken. Wind drying. Oh dear! I suppose it once you've killed it. Mm. Have you had? To ever Do they have souls, chickens? That's uh, that's this morning's um, texting. <laughs> Do chickens have souls? Eight, twelve, fifteen. Carry on. No claws. Um, I have you ever had to get rid of something? Is, is Frank happy? Uh, sorry, is Kath happy with your? Don't hat? speak to me in the third. Per- is Frank happy? <laughs> <laughs> Frank, so yes. starry. We have to speak to him in the third person. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, Frank is happy at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> have I ever had to get rid of anything? Yeah. What for Kath's benefit? Yeah. Oh, a la Johnny, you mean? A la- like Johnny, Johnny Depp. Depp. Yeah. <laughs> Chlamydia. I, I mean, <laughs> two weeks of antibiotics to me is not a great sacrifice. It was a lot harder to get than it was to get rid of. Let me put it that way. <laughs> I um, I've got rid of several things uh, for Kath's mm. um, for Kath's benefit: peace of mind, <laughs> self respect. No, um, I had a um, Native American uh, fruit machine. Oh, oh really? I thought it was going to be a human being for one minute. Well, it I was looked very like relieved. a human being. It looked like a Native American. Uh, it was a. It oh, was I a. See. I used to really struggle with the phrase Native American. I know it's politically correct, but I mean, he had a big headdress and a, and a tomahawk, mm-hmm. so he was somewhat stereotypical Native American. Yes, and he was an enormous. He was about seven foot high, and within his um, chest cavity was a, a, a fruit machine. Mm. So, um, did you did you pull down the tomahawk? To like make it, make it well, well, when we had that big <laughs> argument, I did pull down the tomahawk, <laughs> but she locked herself in the bathroom. Um, no, you pulled it. There was a lever just under um, the north, just under the Native Americans' uh, arm the armpit. Area. It's a small lever. Not every Native American. Don't go, <laughs> if you know a Native American, don't go looking. <laughs> well, but, I do, as you know. Uh, yeah, but on this, of course, you. Uh, you yes, I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> there was no lever there. No. I, you're the only person I know who's liaised with a Native American. It's rather wonderful. Um, so you pulled the lever and then um, and then the fruit went round. So I had to get rid of that. Um, and also I had a um, table. Did she have reservations about that? She did. <laughs> <laughs> so then she, uh, I also had to get rid of, I had a table football. Which, I mean, they're boyish things. Hmm. And when I became a man, I put away childish things. Mm. Um, I had a, a table football, which was based on people I interviewed on the second series of the Frank Skinner show. Some of you may remember I had a chat show back in the old days. Mm. Oh, yeah. And um, so I had, like, Jermaine Greer at centre-forward, Michael Aspel wide left, and um, Charlie Dimmer cold in midfield. Uh, and and also, there was I had a Frank Skinner-themed pinball machine, which had me on it, and... Um, and several guests. I, all, they all went on eBay. Wow. Because when Kath moved in, there was, you know, we had to make room for a, um, a elaborate... Um, <laughs> let me think. <laughs> African icons collection <laughs> that she brought with her. I mean, those spears, that, some of them are 12, 15 feet long. I mean, <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, coaches. 
Time to go. That's what I said to the fruit machine. So, yeah, so I, I've got rid of a lot of treasured things um, in order to uh, appease my, my girlfriend. I think that's it's give and take, isn't it? Mm. Well, I asked Laura, because I couldn't think of anything that I'd got rid of, um, but what, what it turns out is that Laura just throws my stuff away <gasps> oh. without me noticing. Oh. Quite a lot of clothes have gone without... Um, Without me noticing. Really? You well, seem to be well, wearing the same thing still. <laughs> yeah, I'm just sort of thinking, how bad were they? Those clothes, if these one remain. I think I recognise that sweatshirt, Frank, actually. <laughs> so she actually throws you? Oh. Yeah, like without me... And, th- you know, she, she mentioned some things that she'd thrown away, and I thought, oh, yeah. And some beads I had. I beads? Had some nice beads, yeah. <laughs> oh, you beads. should have come round and tried it with my Native American. <laughs> Frank, he wore beads. <laughs> yeah, they were my Damon Albarn beans. Beats to be like Damon Albarn. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm slightly because this is the note I've just got. <laughs> from the What's going on? Keep going till S seven. <laughs> now what? What is what? S Club Seven are coming S in the Club studio. Am I actually, am I? Am yeah, I, am I in a spaceship? S Club Seven <laughs> are about to enter Keep the building. Keep going till five seven. Series seven. Okay. Oh, Those of you looking to make a cup of tea, you've only got a minute and twenty. That's to a work. minute and twenty minutes. Frank, <sighs> never mind that. Gareth wore beads. <laughs> You wore beads. Yes, that's mm. something she they chucked out. They weren't war beads. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you wore yeah, one, a like sort of hippie. Oh, yeah, old food, raver. Food, Horrible. Food <laughs> <laughs> but Laura did, when we got married, Laura did get rid of her collection of porcelain dolls. I was so sure you were going to say porn then. I, could have put money, I would have put money on that. Um, she had some... some porcelain dolls. Yeah. Well, see, in the end, I think... I th- I've always found that throwing stuff away is, uh, is, is very uplifting. Mm. I once moved um, home seven times in a year. Um, yes, often in the early hours of the morning, if you're mm. wondering. Well, and one by- of those homes was the Central Reservation in Birmingham. <laughs> Dear. Yeah, me, just me and the Native American. <laughs> Uh, but I, by the end of it, I could get all my belongings in a small hold all, and that's a beautiful feeling. So I'm all mm. for throwing stuff out, mm. especially if they're yours, Gareth. <laughs> okay. Anything else? Just clothes or um, Yeah, mostly just clothes. And some books. Books, though. That, that I think I'd draw the line at, uh, at, at Oh, books. dear. I've no idea which ones. I haven't noticed. No. Perhaps you should number them. <laughs> <laughs> that's your only option. Well, um... Oh, no, I won't tell you. I, I've got a strange Johnny Depp hat story. How brilliant. Maybe I'll just tell Excellent. you off air. I don't know. We'll bore people with my old anecdotes. <laughs> what they want, they want, you know, fresh chat. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Now, Frank, you may know that there's a big showbiz awards ceremony tomorrow. The no. BAFTA TV Awards. Well, why would I know? Well, that's no true. one contacted me about the <laughs> BAFTA TV Awards. Thanks for bringing it up. I'm the forgotten man of British comedy. Well, you may be, but I, you've no, might. I, I was anticipating some <laughs> no, reputation of that. It's not happening. Okay. No, you, Frank. You know we we um we're all huge Yes, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered how long that was going to have to take. Yeah. Um, so I was on. You may find this hard to believe, but I was on the. Ju- I was one of the jury members for one of the awards oh, at God, the BAFTAs I remember, I remember Ben Jones trying, <laughs> trying to spin this old yarn. It better not be the audience vote one. No. Is it? Oh, Emily. No, mine was. What it is? There were about sixty shows, and I had to get it down. Me and my fellow. There were sort of um, very eminent broadsheet TV critics. Okay. Yeah. 
Boy Tilton off of Heat was there. We had to. I like him. Yes, he's good. He seems nice. We had to get it down to six to a short list of six, and now the audience will vote. So it was, it was shows that would make a big impact. Mm. Uh, so so yeah, we've included Big you... Fat Gypsy Wedding. Of course. Yeah. Um, so they could win a BAFTA. Yeah. See, what... Because it's just them living their lives, mm. would they not be winning a BAFTA just for being? Well, it's funny yeah. you should say that, because when I went to the party... Well, it's not that funny. Well, it is quite funny, because when Compared I bumped into... Compared to some of the things I say, it's positively <laughs> serious. Sombre, even. When I bumped into Mark from The Only Way is Essex, he said, thank you so much, I'm so honoured, I never thought I'd be nominated for a BAFTA, it's a great <laughs> honour. Like he was sort of Ian McKellen or something. So he knew that you were on the on the jury? Oh, yeah, he knew. He knew, all right. <laughs> OK. Uh, I met the Gypsies, and I'm quite good friends with them now. Wow. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. oh, don't tell me you, you bought a horse. <laughs> no. Cash. <laughs> we bonded, and we were going to be friends on Facebook. Oh, brilliant. She said to me, she had a northern accent, I can't remember what it was, I'm going to do a, a, an impression, but I'm allowed to do northern accents, aren't I? That's okay. I think that's all right. She yeah. said, oh my God, you're the poshest person I've ever met in my life. I said, really? So you have no idea. No. <laughs> then she said, she said, oh, I'm pregnant. I said, oh, that's amazing. Well, just from meeting a person. <laughs> yes, I think that used to happen to serving girls a lot in the 19th century. <laughs> Did she um, offer I you the no, baby? Frank, I said, how many months? She went, I don't know. <laughs> but that's the great thing about, yeah. about uh, the gypsies, is they, yeah. don't, they don't live, they're not slaves to the clock like we are. No. They're just, they live by the natural cycles. That's just a beautiful I, thing. Can I tell you who I didn't warm to? Oh, please do. I love it when you tell me you haven't warmed to. I had, it can be a I long had, conversation. I had a bit of an issue with phone jacker, I have to be honest. Oh, yeah. the, the balaclava. Well, I held out my hand. Boyd Hilton introduced me. I held out my hand for shaking. It, it lay there limply. He ignored oh. my hand. Oh, no. Mm. It was, it was an ugly moment. He might have very poor peripheral vision. <laughs> <laughs> He's I've really on, gone off phone jacker. He's better on the phone than in real life. That's his, um... <laughs> He's a very handsome man, though. Not anymore. Oh, God, what did you throw acid in his face? <laughs> oh, well. You'll be, you'll be in the Phantom next year. Well, I... Um, so, I, I like the idea of... Because uh, it's tomorrow, isn't it? It's tomorrow. Yeah. But guess what, Frank? Could you fix it so Vanessa Redgrave wins another Lifetime Achievement <laughs> Award? Because I could, I could do part two of that speech. <laughs> Fabulous sort of surrealist, random speech that she did. But, Frank, don't you think it's disgusting? They, I say disgusting, yes. They, I was on the jury, but I'm not invited to the ceremony tomorrow. It's quite bad, isn't it? You're joking. No! That's Ooh, out of order. Dear. Yeah. It's a strange award as well. It's an ugly award. What is? is oh, no, I like them. I, oh, like I don't them. like the it. And I think that the way it is... You know, it's got the one field in eye and the one... I think that's mm. what... I think Gabrielle would have won two or three, but people thought it'd be... <laughs> They've thought it'd be, be a bit mm. embarrassing to get her up there standing next to it. And I, think that, I don't think that's fair. I went to the cat, the um, animal BAFTAs. You know that? You know they had the animal BAFTAs for about two years for animals that were on telly and in films? <laughs> they did it. Yeah, they did. Um, what, 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 what were the what categories? Was he you know, be, oh, the best, categories. Be, best again, do, and doggeries. <laughs> there was um, Wellard won. Um, <laughs> oh, Wellard wins every year. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, it's funny you should say that. There was a, there was a cat apparently that won the lifetime achievement nine times on the row. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute.
Radio. So um, this week I had to. We've got to. We've got to replace our car. So I went car shopping. Okay, I know someone who will buy any car. Really? Yeah, <laughs> I, I got their it's number? a company. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I don't know their. Um, I don't know who they are, but I can whistle it <laughs> okay. to you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I'll whistle that. Which I realise now is actually the song of the female blackbird. I wonder if uh, that's where they got that idea for the advert from. Very probably. Yeah. Mm. Um, so and I. Oh, so I went to talk to a man about buying a car. Yeah. And he said, um, so would you like a tea or coffee? And what? they give you free tea or coffee if you go and talk to a car man. Okay. This is was it this was at some Yeah, notice sort of we're a... not that short. <laughs> well no, but the only the only other time I've been offered a tea, free tea or coffee is when I went to like what Laura's hair where Laura got a haircut when we lived in Cardiff. And in like a, <laughs> in a hair salon, they give you a cup of tea. Yes. Have you ever been offered a cup of tea at a barber's? Not in a Cardiff Air well, Salon, I, no. I have. I think anywhere where they're dealing with things that's under a bonnet. <laughs> <laughs> you get free. Now, I have been offered tea. I find that when you have tea in a barber shop, you have to sit with your hand over it yeah. because I don't want to look down and there's a crust of my own hair that I have to, I have to sock through. <laughs> I hate that. No, but I've never been offered a cup of tea in a man's hairdresser's. Um, but I, I did think that if I ever needed a cup of tea urgently... I imagine you're offered orange squash. <laughs> I don't know why I think that. I get champagne in my hairdressers. <laughs> what? Do you? Mm, glass of champagne. And, and then it softens the blow if you don't like the haircut. Perfect. <laughs> Funnily enough, we don't get that in the nine quid haircut <laughs> shop. We don't get um, champagne. We get nothing. Yeah. But I thought that it was a good way to get... If you ever needed a cup of tea urgently... That would be a good way to get one, is to go to a to car dealership. pretend you wanted yeah. to buy a car. Oh, no, like, you're always interested, you know, you might. So you're at a dealership. Second hand, <laughs> where you going? Um, oh. No, like, a, a, a kind of, no, a new one. I'd buy a new oh, one. If I was buying a new one, I'd want more than a cup of... I'd want a tuna melt. <laughs> <laughs> if I was buying a new car... Thank Gareth's going to a new car Gareth, show. Do, well, you can TV, why <laughs> TV appearance? It's at Russell Howard. It's completely... It's, honestly, it's not that straightforward. <laughs> Don't think now you've cracked it. It's, no, I do a lot of driving, and, and you can do good deals where, you know, you monthly payments and all that. I'm not buying the cash or anything. <laughs> no. Don't worry about that. OK. I, I can't believe we're now discussing higher purchase. <laughs> <laughs> so did you, did, you, did right. you purchase? And it's a Skoda. Are you going for a Skoda? Yeah. Yes, that's what I would have imagined. The same one that I've got at the moment, but the estate version, because we've oh. got another little one on the way. Yes. Hey, a go wild. Bit, another 20 centimetres. <laughs> go wild, the estate the version. <laughs> yeah, I used to drive a Skoda in the days when, whenever you drove past kids, they used to go, Skoda! <laughs> when, you, when you went past. I thought they were shouting that. Then I looked around, there was a little man with a lightsaber in the back. <laughs> Oh, so, um, well, I, I had a bit of a... Did you buy any, Did you buy a car? I, yeah, we did. Oh, well, I mean, there's, t- there's some worried about the finance, but I don't I think my driving... <laughs> Frank, I don't like the sound of there's some worry about <laughs> the no, finance. This, this isn't purchase, this is joyriding. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Alex says, uh, we were talking about bargains earlier well we were talking about gareth particularly he was pleased he got a free cup of tea which was a little sad yes. mm. um great show i was once offered a free can of tenants lager whilst getting my hair cut in a barber's i had to refuse as i was driving was this before you sold johnny <laughs> debbie's hat 
if I'd known about the free beer, I obviously wouldn't have driven. God, that's quite... That's full-on uh, free being a barber's. Mm. I don't like the idea that alcohol is swilling around in, a, in any kind of hairstyling salon. Yeah. It's no. no, a bad idea. Well, I got a bargain this week to end all bargains. <gasps> Did you? <laughs> <laughs> I went into uh, Thornton's Chocolate Cabin. Mm. Um, because now she doesn't do X Factor anymore. She... <laughs> no. I went into... Um, I went into Thornton's Chocolate Cabin. You know, you, uh, do they still call it the Chocolate Cabin? I'm not sure. Anyway, Thornton's the, 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 the shop. And um, <clears throat> they were selling off Easter eggs on the, on the cheap. Mm, because uh, Easter's is, gone now. When I say on the cheap, that's, I don't think that's <laughs> no. a chicken pond. No. Because uh, Easter's gone. You, yes. Well, yeah, right. And they had, a, I mean, a, a proper, really high-class egg in there. Mm. Um, I mean, we're talking about the art of the chocolatier <laughs> here. Um, a pound. A pound. A pound for a thorn. Wow. A proper Thornton's. What did it? What did it come down from? Ballpark figure. Do you well, think? I didn't. I didn't ask. Oh. I'd say I between five and seven, so wow. possibly six. Wow. You think? Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, well, I mean, it was worth because I don't know about you, but often I'll get an Easter egg. It'll be in the fridge for a month, so mm. it makes no difference to me. I, d- I, I don't feel it needs to be. And this was an absolute beauty. And it actually said, it had, it, there's about five of them left, mm. there was a sign, Easter eggs of pounds, it said underneath in brackets, sale of the century. <laughs> I thought, well, wow. I'm not missing out on this. That's somewhat overstating the case, well, surely. I, I was, oh, I was thrilled. It had the, um, you know, the parched desert um, patterning on the outside that they always have on an Easter egg for some reason. Oh, yes, I Do know, you know exactly what, I mean? what you like mean. Like a sort of crazy paving they like to put on the outside of an Easter egg. Never worked out why. Inside, unfortunately, there was a dead chicken. But I, I, <laughs> I'm guessing there was just about enough air for it to last till, say, Easter Monday. Frank, can now, I ask, though, were you specifically on the hunt for no. an Easter egg? A friend of mine was um, was opening at the National Theatre on Tuesday night, so I was getting chocolates for his opening night, you know, card chocolates, the usual thing. So I was in there uh, doing a, a, an act of kindness. You didn't give him an Easter egg. <laughs> no, I didn't give him oh, an good. Easter egg. I think that, That's you can't, cheap. You can't do them as gifts, <laughs> I don't think. But Better no, late I, than never. I, I got him a box. I missed Easter. And, um, you know, while I was in there, I thought, well, I'm not missing out on the sound of the century. Mm. I mean, who would? So... Uh, so yeah, I, I I bought that, and I I I like a bargain. I am a man who will buy something I don't won't want if it's a genuine bargain. Yes, I understand that. Which didn't apply to the Easter egg, but um, I like a sort of inadvertent bargain. Inadvertent, mm. yes. I be as I call it. For example, the other <laughs> night when I was with you at uh, we went to see your friend Con at the cher- in the cherry orchard. And did you, go yeah, to the, you went to the. He's a fruiterer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. He was just we did quite cultured things. Mm. And <laughs> there was a moment when you and Kath went to get the drinks. I went to the toilet, came back, and the drinks had already been got. And someone did make a comment and said, Oh, you missed out on the round then. Well, I realised this was a great plot. All night I missed out on the round. Mm. I did it again go to the toilet and miss buying drinks. Yeah, I don't know if I'd call that a bargain so much. <laughs> it's just slimy. <laughs> It's old fashioned. I'll be interested to hear actually. Let uh, anyone who's, who's who got a great bargain who's listening in who mm. text us on eight twelve fifteen. You know the um, uh, train stations. You have the toilets with the where you have to put money in the slots and the turnstiles. Yes. Mm. Well, sometimes um, if you look at the little digital display, someone's already put ten p in. 
So where it's normally thirty p, oh. someone hasn't got all their ch- got their oh, change, and you just have to put in twenty p. So that's a good tip for money saving. It's always <laughs> worth checking the little digital yeah. I mean, display. obviously you could you could wet yourself <laughs> waiting for that moment. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if you wet yourself, you've saved thirty p. That's the way I see. If um, you're trying to avoid paying for drinks at the train station. Perfect. Well, it's funny. Pete in Cambridge just said I was in town once without any money and was dying for a cup of tea and something to eat. So I saw a poster saying "Give blood," and I went in. And gave blood just so I could have a cup of tea. Now in America, you sell, you get paid for your blood. So he would have actually come out with because the homeless people go and sell their their blood. In oh. um, I mean, obviously it's a fire risk, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, you can you can actually sell your blood. And apparently, people get you know people get broke. They go they just go from place to place selling pint. They do seven or eight pints in a day. Do they throw in a hat for free? <laughs> I think they become rather faint. Frank, uh, bargains. I'm yes. loving these bargains. I got seven mini Jaffa cakes in a box of six. <laughs> That's from Forest in Bromley. Um, Dennis in London brought ten cream eggs for a pound. Great bargain till egg seven. <laughs> till egg. Well, you, don't, you don't have to no. do them in one go. No. <laughs> oh, no, that's, he did them like shots. I think, lined them up. I think cream eggs keep even better than real eggs. There's a little tip for those of you. Um, don't don't uh, pretend that this is just empty piffle that we speak. That's very that responsible advice as well for the younger generation. <laughs> Eat cre- substitute real eggs for cream eggs. Exactly, but uh, have you, uh, what the, would the omelette be like? <gasps> oh, Could I'm you make a cream that. egg omelette? Well, shall I try that for next week? Why don't you? Mm. Oh, let's do it on the show. We can get a celebrity chef in. <laughs> would I put the shells in? Just, don't put the silver paper in. Okay. If it gets oh, on your filling, apparently. Oh, Frank, don't. They <laughs> say if it gets trapped on your filling, you can pick up Radio 4. Have you heard that before? <laughs> yeah, I heard that. Someone held, they held silver paper on a filling and they could hear the radio. I think it wasn't the Radio 4. I think it was local cab company. <laughs> Try it. Darren and Hans. At the gym, I found a pound coin in the drop-down slot in the locker door. Went in to lose weight and gained a pound. <laughs> 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 I always... Oh, Kath gives me a hard time about this. I always pick up uh, change in, in, the, in the street. If I see even a penny in the street, mm. I will bend down and pick it up. And I also do this thing of... I don't do the kind of subtle. I go, yes! <laughs> and, and, and run over and scamper and pick... Yeah, I, I don't know why people... Um, do they think it's got we on it? Is that what they think? Well, very people probably. Will, people will walk over anything copper. They'll... they'll they, you know, it's got a bit... Even a 5p, they won't go for. I think most people, they, it, anything under a 20, they won't pick up. What's happened to this decadent <laughs> lifestyle that we've, that we've got? We won't pick up money in the street. Free money. Not pennies. Oh, I hate pennies. My Thanks worst so. coin. Uh, so <laughs> that's the founding of your, your worst coin. <laughs> What's your worst coin? Well, yeah. <laughs> I think mine was the old threatening bit. <laughs> Not the silver threepenny bit with the wren, but the one that was, uh, I think it was an octagon. I, I was never a fan of the large, remember the old large 5p? Disproportionate sizing. It was mm. wrong. Uh, Frank? I'm not happy with, I think the, the £2 coin is, is a bit um, Starbucks accessory. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit too big for a coin, do you know what I mean? Why is it with Starbucks that they've thought, yeah, we'll sell chocolate, but let's do the coins. What a weird idea. Frank, four sea bass fillets in Grinsby Docks. 75p. That is. That's almost a giveaway. I'm down there. I'm going down there right now. Yeah. Mm. I'm Charlie and Yeovil. 
Charlie and Yeovil, how much does that cost? <laughs> God, it's the country. That's where they're living the, the wildlife. Um, I was with... <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> we can't advertise that kind no. of thing. <laughs> I was with my parents looking for a prom dress when we came across one and I tried it on and it was a perfect fit. Then I looked at the price. What was a £50 dress I brought for 30 quid. This is from Charlie. Charlie in Yeovil. Okay. Mm. Oh. A Charlie with an eye. A prom dress. <laughs> that doesn't make it acceptable. <laughs> She's got an excellent eye. That's for the, but that is a that's a real bargain. Mm. Oh, I wonder what I bet she was the belle of the ball. Mm. Did she wear one of those? Is, is it called a corsage? Oh, corsage. Yeah. yeah, corsage. I think the idea is. I think in Yeovil you wear a sausage. <laughs> <laughs> I can only apologise. This is quite upsetting. Frank, I found a pound in Newcastle. Oh, just Newcastle, not more that specific it? than That's that. That's what I call an anecdote. In my, in my jubilation, I jumped up to proclaim my good fortune and broke my wife's nose, who's leaning behind me to see what I'd found. <laughs> we shouldn't laugh. I mean, it's a terrible, terrible tale. And I think that proves, doesn't it, that money is indeed the root of all evil. She took a pounding. <laughs> Garrett's on a... He's, he's on a pond fire trail. It's that Skoda. Sorry. It's all going to end in tears when the finance doesn't come through. Well, my driving licence is in my old address. Okay. Oh. We don't want to know about the Sorry. admin problems. Yeah. Does that mean the bills will go to your old address? Well, you see, in our bungalow, there's very, the postage isn't very good because it's a new build. <laughs> it's a new build? Yeah. The post... <laughs> the postman... <laughs> Come on, spit it out. <laughs> the postman hasn't quite found it yet. Is it really? No. Was it Harry Potter or something? Where it is. Uh, have you thought of having a small candle burning in the window <laughs> for him? <laughs> oh, sorry. We have a bad post is delivered by a moth. I, goes, <laughs> I guess that's not true for <laughs> for everyone. Frank Skinner. You started the show talking um, about how you've been having problems reading in bed. You're right. No. I suppose. <laughs> you're just having problems I think reading. I've had a stroke. <laughs> oh, no. um, This is very good from Dan646. Um, you, you could maybe learn Braille and then you could read in the dark. That is, that is fantastic. Mm. I bet it's quite an undertaking, though, isn't it? Reading. Yeah, but what an achievement. That, w- mm. that would be brilliant. What a brilliant thing to do. Mm. The trouble is, ma- imagine when you're there, you're getting very tired, thinking, oh, well, this is absolutely gibberish, and you realise it's that rash on your inner thigh. <laughs> <laughs> You've just got... No, but I, I, I want to look into learning Braille. I imagine it's probably... It's, it will well, be a course. Feel into it, I think. It'll be a course, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, <laughs> that's an excellent idea. Yeah. Um, and have you seen... I mean, one of the the big news of the week is Arnie having an extra child. He's got a secret yeah. love child. Is this, is this a texting or a... <laughs> no. Someone sent that in. No, I don't I'm know just, if you should read it. In... Has he not got an injunction? <laughs> <laughs> no, he hasn't. Well, we have to respect him for that. No, I did I did see about mm. that. With his... Um... Did I see about it? It's only the best thing that's ever happened. <laughs> really? I absolutely love it. Appar- apparently the housekeeper said... Um, to a friend. Are you referring to Mildred Boehner? Yes. Mm. Um, she said that um, Arnold Schwarzenegger has long hands. Don't finish that. He used okay. to, he used to touch the back of the housekeepers and grab their behinds. He used to touch the back of the housekeepers. 
Yeah. I hate it when people do that. <laughs> I think they used to play, he used to play a game with his wife where you had to secretly touch a part of the housekeepers, and he said, "I'll be back." Ah! <laughs> oh. Yay! I, I was can Yay. we get through this without an "I'll be back"? Well, thing? I clearly not. Think we no. should go without it, but mm-hmm. mm, did you? I'm I, a big fan of Mildred Bainer's wardrobe. Are you? There's mm-hmm. a red velour track pant that I had my eye on. And a white sort of nana pant is how I will describe it. A sort of a sort of slack, white nana slack. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I thought it showed him in quite a good light. I mean, obviously not that he cheated on his wife no, and fathered that, a that's child. That's wrong. That bit wasn't so good. Frowned upon. But the fact that he'd gone for someone not, should we say, not obvious? No, she wasn't. Um, I mean, that's I do. I she's very squat. She really is. You talk about her wardrobe. She could share a wardrobe with, um, what's he called? SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> she has. A, she is of a very similar shape. I mean, I've never seen anyone. I don't know if he was drawn in by a low centre of gravity. But she has a sort of, how can I put it, a sort of fairground mirror sexuality about her. <laughs> yes, very I mean, much so. She's got thick, short, thick legs. You can imagine, you can imagine him. He's, he's just done a, a big, a big lift when he's doing his weight yeah. sign, and he's said, Mildred, <laughs> hold that for a minute. Certainly, <laughs> and then she just holds that while, while you just what I'm imagining is probably a chamois leather posing pouch, yeah. and then she hands it back. But she looks like Maradona in women's clothes. <laughs> she does look a bit, and she's got that fabulous pre-serum hair. That they had in the eighties. Pre serum. I'm yes. not familiar with that term. Pre the invention of serum, you just let it go wild, and, and the frizz just you just went with it. Oh, okay. You couldn't tame or control it. And I like that she's still gone with that. I'm going to own up that I completely missed the whole serum invention. <laughs> yes, Somebody I see. came round my house and said I'm selling serum. I would, well, I'd be shocked. I mean, she she is a younger woman though. She's she young, is. She's younger than his wife by five years. Yeah. Is she really? Because she looks 60. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you can't say no, that. No, I like her. I love her. I love her squatness. I bet, I bet she could leap a 20-foot wall without a run-up, <laughs> which is handy if you're having an affair, because if the wife turns up unexpectedly, she can be out of there like, like a, a gazelle. <laughs> well, more of a frog. More of a large toad is how she would leap. <laughs> But that's quite weird for the child. I mean, do you think he's always known that's his father? Arnold Schwarzenegger, that's quite weird to suddenly discover well, that. I thought there was quite a harsh quote where a pal said he was strikingly different from his half-brothers and sisters, blonde and very handsome. <laughs> oh. He's blonde and handsome? <laughs> yeah, this is the theory we're talking about. How did a oh, blonde that must and handsome be- child come out of Mildred? <laughs> <gasps> Right. No, but I, I love Mildred's. Um, <laughs> you don't love Mildred. We love Mildred. I do, and I, I and, and men are all men have got this thing about the housekeeper because they know that they can have an afternoon liaison, hmm. and that bed will still still be neat as ninepence afterwards <laughs> for when the wife gets back, and that's a plus. But and I I love I said I love the fact that he's you know he's going to be off piste with the with the affair because hmm. it's the easiest thing in the world for these people to get one sort of glamour model after the next. And, and and I love that, but I I'm, I would imagine that the child would be a, a Maradona lookalike. <laughs> I think it's great that he has thought, you know, it doesn't have to be beautiful, leggy, blonde. It can be, you know, mm. it can be the cleaner. Mm. <laughs> He's had what I would call a road to the Mestos experience. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, is, this, is, that, is that the last link, Lisa? No, it's not the last link. Oh. I, I don't want to say goodbye and then come back again. You, you could say we'll be back. God, that would be like when... Um, 
David Baddiel tried to get me to leave his house. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Well, look, that's that's about it from Oslo. Oh, I've had another lovely day on the radio. Mm. Sweet and wonderful job. And I think I have to say, our listeners, we're in absolute top form. So that's uh, that's splendid. Um, oh, oh, Tina, bring me the axe. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio.